When you sit down to write content, whether it's for social media, a landing page, a blog post, any type of content through which you hope to interest people in what you offer, how do you feel? Choose one of these options. A, I love content creation and get great results. B, I struggle to think of what to write. Or C, I try hard and post loads of content, but I don't get great results. Which one had you nodding your head? If you chose A, then please get in touch because I would love to have you on this podcast so you can share some top tips with everyone. If you chose B, where you struggle to know what to write, then keep listening because I have something for you and I'll be sharing lots of ideas. And if you chose C, where you share lots of content but don't really see the results, then please also keep listening. By the end of this episode, you're going to feel more confident in knowing how to get the results from your content and you'll walk away with some tips on how to generate lots of ideas. Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business podcast. I'm your host, Samantha. Thank you so much for tuning in today and I hope that you find this episode useful. If you're new to this podcast, each week I share fluff-free, actionable ideas tailored to education businesses that you can mould to suit your needs. And finally, if you enjoy listening to the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review on iTunes or follow and subscribe on whichever platform you choose. Thank you once again for tuning in. This episode is such great timing because in the Teachers Mastermind, we're in our last week of October's theme, which is creating content for social media that converts. So I thought this would be a good way to wrap up all the great work we've been doing. If you're not a masterminder, then it's never too late to catch up with our sessions because they're all recorded. Just click on the link in the show notes to find out more. Today's about helping you strengthen your content so that it doesn't end up being a time-consuming and pointless business activity, and instead is something that's fast, effective, and dare I say it, enjoyable. And here's how I'm going to help you. I'm going to share three actions that you can take right now to improve your content game. And at the end, I'll tell you how you can get the most out of these tips. My tip number one is to choose your platform wisely. Being intentional about where you post or your content or the type of content you release is a crucial way to get real results. It's also a great way to create a lean content strategy because it means working intentionally rather than creating content, crossing your fingers and hoping for the best. A great way to decide on the best places to publish your content is to put yourself in the shoes of your target audience. Ask yourself, what are their routines? How can I create content that they'll actually consume? So for instance, I create this podcast because I know that my audience are adults and they're busy people. So instead of going too heavy with video content, which requires them to stop everything they're doing, this way they can go for a walk or be driving or they could be cooking and they can still listen in. I also know that you're business people, so you're interested in consuming content that helps you learn and grow in your spare time. But if I were creating content for young people, let's say as a tutor, I have to ask myself whether they're likely to listen to a podcast. Will they spend their spare time studying? Are they even likely to open a podcast app and search for useful content? Now, they might, but that's not what being intentional is about. We don't want to rely on what people might do. We want to rely on what people are most likely to do. And from my experience, young people are more likely to look for study content when they're sitting down to study, not while they're doing something else. 
They're likely to search for specific content that helps them with a topic or to prepare for an assessment. So in that case, I would be more likely to choose video format and a search engine style platform like YouTube. Another thing to ask yourself is where are my target audience hanging out and in the right mindset? Think about what Alex and I discussed in our LinkedIn episode last week. Yes, we do need to be where our target audience are, but they also need to be in the right mindset to actually respond to our content. So let's say you're a tutor and you're on LinkedIn. You might think, well, this might be a professional networking site, but many professionals are also parents, so surely it would be a great platform. But when you think about their mindset when they're on the platform, they have their professional hats on, not their parent hat. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't get students through LinkedIn. You might. But remember, this isn't about considering what might happen. This is about focusing on what is most likely to happen. And think of the nuances of the niche that you operate in. Because even with that tutor example, I made a pretty blanket statement that doesn't apply to all the different types of tutors there are. You have tutors who work with agencies, schools, they liaise with family managers. So for them, LinkedIn may well be a great platform. So when you're choosing where to actually publish your content, consider what style of content your target audience are most likely to be able to consume easily, where they're hanging out and in the right mindset, and remember to focus on the nuances of your niche and what that means for the type of person you need to connect with. And the key to being intentional is to ignore the what ifs and what might or could happen and focus your energy on what will or is most likely to happen. My tip number two is to be clear about what you want out of your content. If, say, you've joined a social media platform or started a blog, getting loads of eyes on your content isn't that hard. You could go on social media, say, and ask people what they'd do if they'd been handed £1 million and you'd probably get loads of responses. But in line with being intentional, are these people who are likely to respond the same people who are likely to be interested in what you offer? Are they potential clients? Are you building relationships and starting conversations with the right people? So here's something you can do right now. Choose your last three pieces of content. It can be on any platform. And pretend you're a potential customer and ask this question. So what? Does your content pass the so what test? This is something I asked the members of the Tutors Mastermind to do recently, because here's what we want to find out. We want to know whether your content is something that matters to your target audience. Does it lean into a pain point that they experience? Does it tell them more about what you offer and how they can take the next steps to invest in it? Does it give them a reason to trust why your offer would be right for them? There are more questions you could ask, but they are just some of the key ones to make sure that you're being clear about the result you want out of your content. Now, to flip this around, Here's what you can do next time you're sitting down to actually write some content. Choose a question that you're commonly asked by clients or a struggle that you see them experience a lot and choose that as your focus. Give them a way to get a quick win or tell them why your offer will help. I know that the top struggle that my clients face is not knowing what to write or not understanding why their content isn't bringing in customers. So I've created a hundred content prompts that are specifically tailored to education businesses. As people who have already bought it have said, it's a game changer. 
That was the exact words that Sarah C. from my mastermind said after she had bought them. Each prompt comes with ideas on how you can flesh the prompt out and a suggested call to action. You buy it once and get lifetime access. And if you're a Tutors Mastermind member, remember that you get a 50% discount. So if you want to take the thinking time out of writing content, you can grab your content prompts right now by clicking on the link in the show notes. See, we care about our customers, don't we? They are why we love what we do. But sometimes it doesn't quite come across and people feel like we're just selling to them. Now, there's nothing wrong with selling. I make no apologies for telling you about my content prompts. But when we choose to talk about something that we know our clients struggle with, we aren't selling anymore. We're helping them solve problems. So when you sit down to write your content, think about what you want your target audience to get out of it and how that serves you. If you're helping someone achieve something, you're showcasing the impact you have when people work with you. If you help someone unlock a challenge they've experienced, you're showcasing the transformation people will experience when they invest in what you offer. And if you tell people about what you offer and how they can invest in it, you're empowering them to take the next steps to solve their problems. All of these are positive outcomes of the So What test. And now on to my tip number three, learn the fundamentals of copywriting. Trust me, it's worth it. You don't have to do what I did and actually become a qualified copywriter, but with a quick online search, you'll find some useful ways to boost the chances of people reading, watching or listening to your content, which after all is the aim. I'll share some quick tips right now. Use direct address and make your language conversational. Notice how I'm speaking to you. I use the word you a lot. Now, regardless of the form of content you're producing, speaking directly to your audience is an effective way of connecting with them. Right now, you and I are in our own little world while I speak to you, but you wouldn't feel that way if I didn't use direct address. Let me show you. I'm going to rephrase what I just said using the third person and more formal language. Here it goes. To learn the fundamentals of copywriting, one doesn't have to become a qualified copywriter. It's often suggested to carry out an online search to learn the basic principles and increase the chances of a consumer responding. Can you see how much harder that was to digest? So unless you're writing something like a white paper, keep your language simple, conversational and use direct address because it means that people can actually consume and digest your content much faster. You might be like me, where you like to listen to podcast episodes at a faster speed than the original. Well, if I used formal terminology and spoke in a stuffier way, you wouldn't be able to do that, and you'd probably have to re-listen to parts of it if you really wanted to understand what I was talking about. Another thing, and this applies specifically to written content, is to keep your paragraphs short and to use white space. I'll also add to break your writing up into, say, bulleted lists. Whether we like it or not, we have to accept that people scan content. You and I do it too. People scroll fast through social media or blog posts or even through important emails. So if you want your audience to grab onto the main points, you have to write in a way that's compatible with how they read. Now, I could keep talking about this for ages, but I don't want to overwhelm you with more information. And actually, when it comes to creating a content strategy that really works, there are a lot of moving parts, which is why I'm developing an in-depth course. 
But while that's getting ready, I wanted to give you some quick and actionable ways to start improving the results you get. So I'm going to take a quick moment to summarize and then share the one big action you should take to get results fast. The three ways you can improve the results you get out of your content and stop struggling with what to actually write are number one, to choose your platforms wisely based on what your target audience are most likely to respond to. Just because there are so many free options out there doesn't mean we have to use all of them. Number two is to be clear about what you want out of your content, which will steer what you give your audience. Remember to be intentional. If you want ready-to-publish ideas to take the thinking time away from this, you can grab my 100 content prompts for education businesses right now by clicking the link in the show notes. And number three is to follow some fundamental copywriting principles like keeping your language conversational, keeping it simple and directly addressing your audience. And the one way to really get results from everything you've heard in this episode is to take just one tip and master it. Don't move on to the next tip until you've really got to grips with implementing your chosen tip. So I can't wait to see and support all of your content and make sure you're connecting with me on whichever platform you choose. As always, thank you for listening and you'll hear from me next week. Would you like to take this discussion further? Perhaps you have some questions or you'd like more ideas you can tailor to your education business. If so, book a free discovery call through the link in the show notes or visit www.upgradeyoureducationbusiness.com.